In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. What if, with the right mindset, anything is possible? Join us now and find out how. It's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka is here to inspire you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, Marla is here to inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power with the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, she'll share heartwarming stories, teach you tips and tricks to building a successful business, plus how to unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset. And now, here's your host, Marla Tabaka. And welcome to this sunny Monday at the Million Dollar Mindset. I am so glad to see you all here. I hope you had a fabulous weekend. I put up the Christmas tree this weekend and had so much fun doing it. So I hope you're enjoying the season and the holidays in whatever way that you do. (laughs) Today, we have a fabulous topic, a serious topic, but an interesting one. Did you know that nearly 500,000 children are in the U.S. foster care system? I had no idea that it was that high. And more than 100,000 are waiting for adoptive families. Over 20,000 kids age out of the foster care system each year. Those are incredible numbers. Now, after deciding to adopt a child of her own, our guest today knew it would be from the foster care system. When she saw the sheer numbers of kids who had been abused, abandoned, neglected, or for whatever reason ended up in foster care, she was overwhelmed and heartbroken. And over time, she started to see that she had room for these kids, or she could make room in a very, very creative way. And so began the idea of Fund the Farm. As the founder of Fund the Farm, Amber Singleton Riviera wanted to find a way to have a greater impact on the foster care system within the U.S. And you know what? We can help. So we're going to speak to Amber and learn more about Fund the Farm. Welcome to the Million Dollar Mindset, Amber. Thanks, Marla. Nice to be here. I am so happy to have you here. This is just a a a shocking bunch of statistics we've got here. Tell me a little more about how you became interested in the foster care system and what led you down that path. Sure. Um, Well, a couple of years ago, I decided that, you know, it was getting, um, I don't know, just time for me to, to go after the idea of adoption, which is something that I've kind of known all my life. But a couple of years ago, it, it started getting um, I guess, louder to where I knew it was getting closer to time. So I sent off for some information um, just to kind of start researching the different avenues because there are many, many different avenues to adopt. And one of the first organizations that sent me back information was the Dave Thomas Foundation, which supports foster care adoption. Mm-hmm. And um, at first, I kind of dismissed the idea, you know, because I think when you first start 
thinking of adopting, it's only natural to assume that you're going to adopt an infant and that you're, you know, you just kind of have these, um, I don't know, these preconceived notions of, of what that might look like. But immediately, though, I went to the um, photo listings online. There are actually photo listings within the U.S. that, you know, have pictures of uh, many of the kids who are available for adoption through the foster care system in the U.S. And for whatever reason, I was drawn to, to those photos and just kept going back to them. And over time, I just started asking myself why I wouldn't consider going um, that route. And eventually, I just decided that there really was no reason that I didn't really have a preference either way. It didn't matter to me whether the child I adopted was an infant or not, uh, whether, whether it was part of a sibling group or not. And once I decided that, um, this year I began the process of becoming certified as a foster and adoptive parent. Wow. So tell us a little bit more about what that means, a foster and adoptive parent. How, how does that work? Well, here in uh, Louisiana, which is the state I'm from, um, they do dual certification, which means that whenever they certify you to become whether it's adoptive or foster, uh, whichever path you decide to pursue, um, they they automatically certify you for the other side. So that, mm. um, and there are many reasons for that, but the primary reason is so that kids who end up in foster care will hopefully find a little bit more permanence with the foster care family they ultimately end up with. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, for example, if they were to place a foster child with someone who immediately went into the system to become a foster parent solely, um, they're going to ask that parent, especially if it's for a child who's, who's very young, they're going to ask that person whether or not they're willing to adopt. And okay. if that way they place a younger child, especially in a home that if that child becomes available for adoption, he or she is already with the family who is going to adopt them. So um, it's really just to try to get permanent for, for the kids in the system. So this state in particular, I know many other states do it as well, but I know Louisiana for sure does dual certification. Okay, okay, so so I get it now. So how, do you know how many children who are in the foster care system are not available for adoption versus the numbers who are waiting to be adopted? Well, uh, overall in the U.S., there are, are about half a million kids in the system, in the foster care system, Um and about 100,000 of them are eligible for adoption. Um, basically, it usually takes about a year and a half, two years, um, that a child is in the foster care system before they would even become available for adoption. And there are some, uh, you know, exceptions to that rule, but generally speaking, it takes a year and a half, two years before a child becomes free for adoption. So they're generally in the system that long, and then they become uh, freed, and, you know, their parents' rights or biological parents' rights are terminated. Tell us why it takes so long or, or what the circumstances might be that it would take a year or two. Well, the, the number one goal of the uh, foster care system is to reunite biological families. So, so the state's primary concern is trying to rehabilitate um, the biological family in order to reunite that child with his or her family. Um, mm-hmm. So they give them a certain amount of time and a certain, you know, set of resources in order to try to get them to that point. And then if, you know, if all avenues fail, then uh, ultimately their parents' rights would then be terminated. But but their primary goal is to reunite um, biological families and put them back with their, with their parents.
Marla, can you still hear me? I, I think I might have lost you. Do holidays and celebrations get you down and leave you feeling frazzled? Then join Sandy Fowler and her guests on Heartfilled Holidays every Monday at noon, 11 a.m. Central on toginet.com. Sandy will help you discover the secrets to having the celebrations you've always dreamed of while adding fun and meaning to your life. From Valentine's Day to Christmas to special family events, Sandy Fowler will show you how to put the fun and meaning back into those special days by taking a look at what we can do to turn the upcoming holidays into cherished memories and show us how to allow it to intertwine with everyday life. For more on the show, Sandy, and to receive Sandy's Holiday Happiness Booklet, go to HeartfilledHolidays.com. Then get set to discover the secrets to creating happy holidays and happy everydays by joining Sandy Fowler and her guests on Heartfilled Holidays every Monday at noon Eastern Standard Time on Toginet.com. Booyah! That's the word uttered when you know you have the upper hand. Or you're the winner. Well, now... We have the Booyah Radio Hour with Martin Brassi. Tuesdays at 9, 8 central on toginet.com. Martin's show is all about helping speakers and authors find their niche, create their brand, and achieve massive success. Each week, Martin will interview guests for around. some reason there. Oh, no worries at all. No worries. Okay. I'm not sure the last thing that you heard, you were asking me about um, how, why it takes so long for the children to get to that point. Yeah, exactly. We had a little bit of a technical difficulty here, so I apologize, folks. So, yes, um, and I heard you explain a little bit about the rehabilitation. Can you give us some idea of what percentage of the parents are able to come through the other side and, and become a family again? Well, a great percentage of them, the children in foster care, do end up reunited with their families. I mean, if you look at the statistics, say here in Louisiana, at this point, there are just under 5,000 kids who are in the foster care system um, at any given point, usually only around 75 to 100, 120, something like that would be um, eligible for adoption. So a good percentage of them do, in fact, go back uh, to their to their families. Um, now, unfortunately, some children you know, come in and out of the foster care system multiple times. So I don't know that there are statistics. I'm sure there are some statistics out there um, that track, you know, the number of times that children do come in and out of the system and uh, which ones ultimately end up uh, freed for adoption. But it, it is a small percentage if you look at the overall statistics. Yeah. And Amber, how about you? Now, you said just last year you began your application. Um, do you do you have a child in your house at this time? No, I actually do not have a child in my house at this time. Um, it's kind of a long, long process to get to that point. Um, and it takes um, a lot of a lot of um, paperwork and just different things that that have to come around and line up before you can finish. I'm just now at the point where I fin- I'm finishing up my certification and, uh, process. And then at that point, you will actually begin um, contacting different states to see about um, meeting children and that might meet up with your, your specific circumstances. So I'm just now getting to that point where I will actually begin meeting children and um, seeing if, if I can find a child who's, um, who might be a good fit for, for my situation here. Mm-hmm. 
It's it's so fascinating, Amber, that um, you you haven't uh, taken in a foster child yet or adopted a child yet, and yet you are undertaking this. Uh, you are taking on this incredible, incredible undertaking. We're going to go into break, and when we come back, I'd love to hear a little bit more about how you went from simply putting in your application and going through this year-long process to an undertaking of of this size uh, with Fund the Farm, which uh, looks absolutely amazing. So when we come back, we're going to talk to Amber a little bit more, and you can find more information at fundthefarm.com. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for you to be a rock star. Get ready to rock with Rock Talk and Kirk Deswalt. And learn how to achieve rock star status in your industry every Tuesday afternoon at 2, 1 Central on Toginet.com. Craig Deswald is the creator of the Rockstar System for Success. Craig will share easy tips and strategies on how entrepreneurs and businesses can use outside-the-box marketing strategies to stand out from their competition. Each high-energy show will feature interviews with celebrity rock stars as well as business rock stars. For more on Craig, the show, and the Rockstar Marketing Boot Camps, check out the website, CraigDuswalt.com, so you can learn how to be perceived as an expert and celebrity in your field, so more people come to you to buy your services and products. Then, get ready to be a rock star with Rock Talk and Craig Duswalt. Tuesday afternoons at 2, 1 Central on Tuggynet.com. I am not the woman I used to be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. Monday nights at 10, 9 Central on Tuggynet. This is your chance, ladies, to hear stories of hope and healing from someone who's been there. Someone who has fought back from the horrors of incest. Minister Diane's innocence was stolen from her in the land of alcoholism and mental illness, which led to her being emotionally, physically, and sexually abused by her parents. Yet in spite of this trauma, she has gone on to become a successful wife, mother, registered nurse, and minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm not the woman I used to be. I'm free is a straight-up show to enlighten you and to lighten your load. Do not let the weight of this world or the things that have happened to you control your life. For more on the show and Diane and her book, The Story of Me, email her directly from her show page here on Toginet. Then, join us for I'm Not the Woman I Used to Be. I'm free with Minister Diane Jones. Monday nights at 10, 9 central on toginet.com. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. Well, I believe that we're all here for a very, very specific purpose. We're placed on this earth to achieve something that is uh, a gift just to us just to yourself and Amber Singleton Rivieras here today 
to talk about her gift in the generosity that she's exhibiting in helping the children in our foster care system. Amber, as we were going into break, uh, I was saying how amazing I think it is that you've you've taken this on in such a huge way, and you're not even fostering a child yet. How did you become so connected to this? It's just incredible. Uh, well, I kind of agree with the way that you um, kind of led back into this, um, that I think we're all kind of put here for a unique reason. And, and a lot of circumstances from my past, um, I think, made it to where this was just the direction I would end up going. Um, there are just a variety of factors that over time I realized I was really equipped to do this. And the more that I got into um, the foster care system and understood just the magnitude of the I guess the number of children who were impacted by this and needed a home and needed um, needed our help, I, I just said, you know, I know I can do this and I know I can figure out a way to to make change and to have a greater impact uh, on the system. So I just kind of knew that this was the right thing, and and you kind of end up at a place where you know, um, you know, when you're doing what what you were meant to do. So. Uh, eventually, I just said, you know, I've got to find a way, and so I set out to, to figure it out. Well, you sure have in in a big way. And I have one more adoption question for you, Amber, out of out of curiosity, and then I'd love to move on to learn more about Fund the Farm. Um, when you when I think of adopting from the foster care system. I think, oh my gosh, these poor children are probably going to have so many problems. Am I equipped to handle that? And am I selfless enough to want to handle it? What would you have to say to people out there who might be thinking along those terms? Well, I think um, you have to know yourself well enough. Um, I think that at least the the training that I've been through, um, it it does make you question yourself and make you really um, look at whether, you know, your own strong suits, your own strengths and weaknesses, and whether or not this is the right path for you. And I've I've personally seen other prospective foster parents walk out and say that this is just not right for me. And, you know, at least here in this state, um, the, the people who are over the training and everything say that right out of the gate. If you decide this is not the right path for you, we understand that, and, you know, you're free to leave at any point, it, you know. So it's just something you have to know yourself well enough and to say, is this the right, is this the right thing for me? So, um, but there are resources that are available. Um, there are other foster families. Fortunately, there are um, organizations that support foster parents, um, the state has resources available. Um, there are just a variety of people that you can lean on uh, that will help you kind of get through the challenging times. And, um, again, there are resources that are available to kind of help you walk through uh, any problems that you may have um, while you're a foster parent. It sounds like such a, a complex system that probably most of us know very, very little about. So thank you for introducing us to this. Um, tell us where we can find more information. Is it state-specific, or is there a U.S. site for foster care? Um, there is a state. Um, I mean, each state has their own method for, you know, qualifying families, and uh, but, but it's very similar from my understanding, um, at least here in Louisiana, I went through the Department of Child and Family Services, 
Each, mm-hmm. each uh, state has their own, you know, they call it a different thing, but you can usually look up Department of State, I mean, of uh, Child and Family Services, and, and then within that website, you can find um, information about fostering or adopting. Um, I will personally recommend the Dave Thomas Foundation. Um, it's not affiliated with any particular state. It was started by um, Dave Thomas, the founder of Wendy's. And okay. he was, yeah, he was actually a foster child and um, I believe was adopted by his one of his foster families. And he just became a, a strong advocate for foster care adoption. And I found, at least personally, that the resources available on that site um, are very helpful and will direct you to the right place within your particular state. Okay, that's very helpful. Thank you. So, Fund the Farm, tell us a little bit about this program. Well, Fund the Farm, um, I am an entrepreneur by nature. So, whenever I saw that, you know, just the magnitude of um, children in the system who needed assistance and just, I guess, things that needed to be changed or, or done within the system, I said, okay, what can I do to? to help this along. And just being an entrepreneur, that's just the first thing that I thought about was how to start something that would be self-sustaining, that would continue to grow and hopefully have a bigger impact on the system. And so I started, you know, of course, at first thinking about my immediate situation, which was how could I personally help more children within my individual household? So I thought about the sibling groups that are out there. You know, there are many, many sibling groups uh, within the U.S. foster system uh, three, four, five, six kids at a time, sometimes more, who will end up being split apart from each other if they are not placed. And unfortunately, a lot of homes just don't have the capacity to take on that many children, myself included. So the first thing I thought about was, you know, what would I need in order to make that happen, in order to see more sibling groups stay together? And so, you know, of course, I started thinking about um, basic human needs, food and growing a garden and all those sorts of things. And then the idea of the farm came about, and I said, you know, if, if I could create um, a self-sustaining farm, then we could provide a lot of our basic needs through that. But then not only that, the children who are older or who are aging out of the system, we would have a place for them to come to as well, a place where they can come back to, they can learn, you know, essential life skills, they can be part of a greater extended family, um, a place to spend their holidays, a, a place for them to go to and find a support network. Um, so I just kind of start, it just, it just grew from there, from the, from the idea of how can I help one sibling group, um, to eventually just seeing that it would just continue growing and growing, um, to be able to help more and more children within the system. So you see this farm not only as, as a place where you're growing food, but also as a home for quite a number of children. Is that right? Well, uh, unfortunately, a lot of the children, uh, a lot of the children, as we spoke about earlier, don't ever really become available for adoption. Um, many right. of them just need um, a place that they can go, not only just um, as a home and to have a roof over their head, but also to find extended support. So, say for instance, the twenty thousand kids who age out of the system every year, they don't have um, anybody to call on once they graduate out of the system, so to speak. Once they once they're out of the state care. Who do they call on? Who do they, who's their family? There is no one for them to call on. And I know, you know, from personal experience um, and being the oldest of six, you know, siblings myself, we are each other's support network. And without each other, there would be a lot of times when we would all be, you know, very lost and not sure where to go. And 
So I see it as a place where a lot of kids who are either getting older and about to age out of the system or who have even aged out of the system can come back to and be a part of it. So it's not only about providing a roof uh, over someone's head, but also kind of being that extended family and extended support network for those who either will never become eligible for adoption or who age out of the system before they could be adopted. Wow, boy, my heart is just breaking. You know, most of us just aren't privy to these statistics. And to think that there are, you know, this many 18-year-old children out there who who don't have anyone to lean on is just overwhelming. Wow. Yeah. So tell us then, Amber, where you are in this process with Fund the Farm. Well, um, I had to kind of break it down into into pieces, into little steps that I'm planning to take over the next year to get things launched, really over the next two years to get things launched. Um, the first night that this came to me, this idea came to me, I literally sat down and wrote idea after idea after idea until I had a stack of things that I could see this, this growing into. Because fortunately, um, with this idea, there are plenty of opportunities for growth and expansion. Um, naturally, the foster care system needs so much attention. There are so many kids who need who need help in different ways that there are many ways that we could grow and expand on this. But I said, we've got to tackle this one, one little piece at a time. So right now, in December and January, the main goal is to actually get the initial seed money, pardon the fun, pardon the fun there, um, <laughs> to launch the farm. So right now on, um, you know, as, like I said, as an entrepreneur, I think about this from that standpoint and I say, okay, what do we need to begin? We need the initial funding to kick this off. So I'm running a campaign on the Indiegogo platform, which is uh, a funding platform you can find online um, over the month of December and January to get just enough initial seed money to actually secure the venue where we will have this, we'll the, secure the location for the, for the farm. And then over the course of 2012, um, we'll be planning tons of events and tons of other um, ways for generating more revenue and continuing to grow the operation through the next year or two. Okay, and you have a location for this farm, land and such? Yeah, we have. Um, I do have one location at the top of the list. Of course, everything has to align just right for you know for that particular location to pan out. But I do have a list of a short list of properties that would work for our needs. Um, but there is one particular location in South Central Louisiana that would be ideal for this. Um, and the sellers of that property have actually agreed to allow us to do um, a lease on the property just to secure it. So that's what what we're working for right now is to to get enough to be able to do. Some of these initial things to launch to launch the farm, and everyone you know has just been so supportive, including even the sellers of the property, to try to see this happen and and see it come to be. Okay, um, are you working in conjunction with family services on this? Uh, no, not at this point. Um, just because I don't I, I don't want to be affiliated with any particular network at this point or any particular organization. I'm trying to just kind of be careful about um, how I structure this and set it up. I haven't, at this point, I see it as more of um, a for-profit business with a social cause, simply because that's my background. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also, I don't know um, necessarily if you, if you start a nonprofit organization or if you're affiliated with a nonprofit organization, you have to be really careful yes. about yeah. the types of things that you do. And I, 
at this point want a lot of creative control over the direction that we take okay. over the next year or two. Okay, um, so and we are going into break. We'll come back here with Amber Singleton Riviera and learn more about Fun the Farm in just a moment. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Get ready for the Not-So-Soccer Mom Tuesday afternoons at 1 Eastern, noon Central on Toginet with Jill Hickey. You name it, from politics to pop culture to Jill's search for the perfect bronzer and chicken salad. The Not-So-Soccer Mom will weigh in on it all. The sentence, I have no opinion about that, is one that Jill has never uttered. In the early 90s, Jill finally decided to put her thoughts, opinions, mom advice, love of pop culture, hummus, and Starbucks, working out, cosmetic shopping, and politics into an actual website and thus NotSoSoccerMom.com was born. Shortly after her fourth child, a boy, Jerome, now she's really got tons of topics to share with you. This is Laugh Out Loud Funny, and we're not kidding. What's a loud Nebraska girl who lived in Little Rock for many years and now is up in the Northeast doing, chronicling her opinions on everything? The wheels aren't off yet, but it's close. It's the Not-So-Soccer Bomb with Jill Hickey. Tuesday afternoons at 1 Eastern, noon Central on toginet.com. Why do I feel so lousy? Why are my medications working? Why can't my doctor figure me out? These are just a few of the questions Dr. Kevin Connors will be exploring in Dr. Kevin Connors Live on Toginet.com. The author of the book, Help, My Body is Killing Me, solving the connections of autoimmune disease to thyroid problems, fibromyalgia, depression, ADD, ADHD, and more. He'll dig into these and many other conditions to dissect the mechanisms of your problems. Giving God the glory and looking for answers to make you look and feel better. To make you feel whole again. For more on him, his book, and the show, check out UpperRoomWellness.com. Never be satisfied with a diagnosis. There is always a reason behind it. And if you can alter the mechanisms that led you down your current path, we can change your future. It's Dr. Kevin Connors, live here on Toginet.com. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. And we're here today with Amber Singleton Riviera talking about her Fund the Farm mission and what an incredible cause. So do please check it out, indiegogo.com. That's I-N-D-I-E, gogo.com slash Fund the Farm. See if you can contribute a little bit to help this uh, wonderful business idea that is truly coming from the heart. Amber, welcome back to the show, and thanks for being with us. This is uh, really interesting and and sad information in many ways, but it's also very exciting because someone like you is taking the bull by the horns and trying to do something about it, and uh, and that's just fabulous. So so you haven't you you found the location. You're you're raising the seed money. Um, Indiegogo is a great platform. One thing that uh, I think I recall from this particular platform and others like it is that if you don't meet your financial goals by the deadline, then um, aren't aren't the monies lost from the people who have committed? 
Uh, well, it depends on how you set up your project. Um, uh-huh. On the Indiegogo platform, you have the choice to either, um, you know, keep going in diff- using different avenues, or you can choose to, um, you know, only if you meet that financial goal will will things proceed. Um, I know, you know, just being an entrepreneur, I was willing to take that risk. So I said, you know, if it doesn't go all the way through, we'll find other avenues to make this happen because I'm not going to give up, you know, just if we if we don't meet it through this through this method. Um, so Indiegogo actually gives you a choice, um, but it's still very important. I mean, I know that if, if I don't reach my deadline by the end of January, then that certainly changes things, it postpones things, um, and it makes it a little bit harder to get where we're trying to go. But, um, but it is an option. There are other sites that definitely um, say it's an all-or-none approach, but Indiegogo actually gives you that option. Okay, beautiful. But still, it is the the deadline is very important. So that's the end of January. That's only about six weeks to to raise your seed money. And uh, let's see, I looked at it this morning. Was it five hundred thousand? Um, our initial seed money is twenty eight thousand dollars. That's what we're oh, aiming for in the first. Yeah. So it's actually a really uh, reasonable amount uh, for yeah. this first for this first phase. I tried to keep it as low as possible, just because you know, literally in planning this, it was so easy for it to get up to be hundreds of thousands of dollars once all is said and done that that is invested in the farm. But I said, if there's some way that we can break this down and make it, you know, one little step at a time, then we'll get there. So that's just what I set out to do. And so I made the, the initial goal really low just to kind of get that initial kickoff point, And then we'll go from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Amber, for other entrepreneurs out there who want to be affiliated with a cause, but as a for-profit um, business, do you have any other tips in terms of, of raising capital? Uh, well, of course, you can you can tap your individual networks. Um, I've actually had um, individuals who are very willing to donate to this cause. Um, there are also other other corporations, especially if it's a social cause, who are um, willing to partner with you. Um, so there there are a variety of different ways that you can go about getting funding. Um, the thing I like about the Indiegogo platform and some of the other platforms that do uh, funding in this manner is that you keep 100% ownership of your idea. So, and it, and it provides a kind of a testing point, especially for someone, um, you know, say for instance, if they were gonna make a product that was tied in with a social cause, you wanna see if that product is worthwhile. So it gives you kind of a little testing platform to see if mm-hmm. anyone would even really be interested in that product prior to investing too much mm-hmm. into it. So I just, I really love the Indiegogo platform for that reason. Um, and then, too, you, you keep 100% of the ownership of the um, the company itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that is very important to most entrepreneurs. Um, right. So that's good to know. Yeah. So, okay, you raise you raise your close to 30000 in in seed money. W- what's the next step then? Well, once we get um, the venue secured, um, the farm secured, the next phase of this will be um, I have a series of events. Uh, many of them are mentioned within the Indiegogo rewards. Um, anyone who makes a contribution um, will get perks for making that contribution to, to help fund the farm. Um, but some of the perks in the higher packages involve events that, that I'm planning out at the farm in 2012. So as soon as we get past this first um, at the end of January, um, I'll begin promoting all of those events. And one of the biggest events for 2012 are two um, concerts uh, called Foster Jam. 
And so in May, which is National Foster Care Month, and in November, which is Adoption Awareness Month, um, we'll be hosting two concerts out at the farm um, to kind of help keep things going and to get, um, you know, more funding to feed back into the project. So that'll be the first thing that we unveil as soon as we get the venue secured, because at that point, then we can um, lock down artists and, you know, actually begin promoting it because we'll have a location and we'll know exactly where we're going to be for May and, and November. So that's going to be the next phase of things is actually promoting all the events that we have going on in 2012. Mm-hmm. And then do you promote that out to um, current foster families in the state of Louisiana do, so that they can join in the festivities? Uh, well, I'm actually hoping for that to be how things work. Um, the, the, foster, the Foster Jam events will actually be three-day events, um, one in May and one in November. So, uh, you know, it, it would kind of be hard to get everyone in the state, all of the foster families in the state out there, um, yeah. only because we're limiting the number of tickets to um, probably between 2,500 and 5,000 tickets. Um, for each night, each night's event. And I think there are roughly 22, 2300 families in the state of Louisiana alone who are foster, who are foster parents. So, um, you know, it would kind of be hard logistically to get everyone out there um, to see it. But I would like to see at least um, as many as possible take part in it um, in some way, shape or form. Wow. Wow. And, you know, this, again, I just keep thinking, what a major undertaking. Wow. Well, Amber, tell us a little bit about, about you as an entrepreneur. Do you currently have another business? Well, um, this project actually launched as a result of, of my other business ventures, um, the primary one being Rocker Genius. It's an online um, website that was geared toward um, helping people kind of find their following and to follow their passion and that sort of thing. And as a result of that particular project, um, I had to be kind of honest with myself and say, what is it that you want to do? And, um, you know, adoption was the number one thing. So once I started down that path, um, you know, Fun the Farm kind of, kind of came front and center. And if all goes well and, and I succeed at this, at this um, you know, over the next couple of months, I can see myself having to phase out some of those other business projects in order to um, focus solely on Fun the Farm. Yeah, I can imagine so. And and I really admire the direction that you're taking and that you are taking such a, a large risk, really, um, to to follow your passion in, in many ways. And uh, yet you seem very secure and confident about it. What kinds of words of wisdom do you have for other people who, who have, uh, you know, an inkling that there is a passion they'd like to follow, but maybe hesitating? Well, I think um, for me, I can only speak from from my experience. Anytime, first off, giving back. Anytime that I've um, concentrated on someone other than myself, things seem to align um, perfectly. But then also when I know that I'm doing the thing that I'm meant to do. So anytime that I'm, you, you kind of just know that within yourself, if you're on the right track or not. I mean, you'll get super excited about what it is that you're doing. And you'll just have, it's a gut feeling that you know you're on the right track. And if you'll just follow that, I mean, just like right now, there's no way for me to know, um, you know, there are a lot of risks, a lot of bumps in the road, obviously, and many, many obstacles, but I just have this strong feeling that things are going to work out one way or another. So you just let everything kind of take care of itself and just pursue it with all of your heart and, and trust that it'll work out in the end. And at some point, you almost just have to jump, you know, full force into it and give it everything you've got. 
Mm. So you you covered a few major points there, which you know, as a business coach, I'm 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 always preaching is about following the the passion and the intuition, and taking risk and believing in yourself and having faith that. You know, if this is the right path for you and for all concerned, that things are going to come out in in a way that's that meets the highest good of everyone concerned. And uh, you know, it certainly takes courage to do that. But in 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 the other point you made, which which I love, is taking the focus off of you and putting the focus on so, something with a, a fabulous purpose. When did you first realize that? You know, whenever you did that in your life, things succeeded. Um, probably the earliest point. Um, I was actually involved with a project um, with the care organization. I think back in two thousand six, um, and just when I was involved in that project, and you know, it was, it was just geared around helping um, women in impoverished com- uh, countries. And as soon as I got involved with that project, you just felt. I mean, it was almost just like energies just aligned and you just felt like you were doing exactly what it was that you were meant to do. And I really had that feeling. And so that was kind of the first point when I started realizing that you have to pay attention to that and just follow it, um, even if it doesn't make sense with the rest of your life, you know, that you just have to kind of go with it. And um, so that was the first time that I that I ever figured out to follow that feeling. Hmm. That's that's great. And um, as a coach, I know just just from the way that you're describing your thought process and, and that you take action on it, that you'll be successful with this as you have been on, I'm sure, many other <laughs> many other projects. It's important that we give of ourselves and and be selfless about it. And uh, we're going to go into break soon. And when we come back, we're going to hear just a few more things about Fund the Farm and how you can help make sure sure to go to indiegogo.com slash fund the farm and see what you could do. It's a holiday season and uh, it feels good to, to reach out and help others during the season. And don't forget to check out the Inc. article of the week. And this week we have an article on LinkedIn and the basics of LinkedIn and how you can use it to market your business and uh, to reach out to others as well. So I interviewed uh, Barbara Rosgani, who is uh, a LinkedIn hero. I swear she's just a master. So please make sure and go to IncInc.com slash author slash Marla hyphen Tabaka. That's T-A-B-A-K-A and learn something more about LinkedIn today. Also make sure to contact me if you have someone you'd like to be on the Million Dollar Mindset and you'll find me at Marla at MarlaTabaka.com. This show is for you and about you. So if you have ideas, guest ideas, topic ideas, I really do love to hear from you. Marla at MarlaTabaka.com and we will be right back. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. 
Get ready to laugh along with This Little Parent Stayed Home with Ellie Lopreet. Friday evenings at 6, 5 central on Toginet.com. This is a truly realistic, no-nonsense, tell-it-like-it-is method that will have you laughing and crying, surviving while struggling, and hammering away at the hardships as you travel through the greatest journey of your life. Get empowered by joining thousands of other parents who have also decided to take a leap of faith into a double career with longer hours and half the pay simply because of the love they have for their children. Together, we are rebuilding a new economy that will support us rather than enslave us. Never again will we have to choose between raising our children and earning to provide for them. It won't be easy, but it will be worth it. For more on Allie and her success, check out her website, OurMilkMoney.com. So come get empowered with This Little Parent Stayed Home with Allie Lopreet. Friday afternoons at 6, 5 Central on Toginet.com. Are you ready to get your woo on? From business and branding to babies, best-selling books, and personal breakthroughs? Then it's time to tune in to Woohoo Radio. Love, life, business, and the pursuit of happiness with your host, Lisa Stedman. Wednesday afternoons at 4 p.m. Central on Toginet.com. Using her signature blend of inspiration, motivation, and kick-butt action, best-selling author and chief woohoo woman, Lisa Stedman, wants to help you discover the woohoo that only you can do. Lisa will show you how to create your signature woohoo way of love, life, business, and the pursuit of happiness without losing yourself. If you're tired of a one-size-fits-all approach to career, relationships, and personal growth, get your weekly woohoo on with Lisa and her rock star guests as they reveal their personal stories of bouncing back from boohoo of rock bottom into the woohoo of love, life, business, and the pursuit of happiness. Check out her website, lisastedman.com. Join us for Woohoo Radio, love, life, business, and the pursuit of happiness. Wednesday afternoons at 4 p.m. Central on Toginet Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. And we're here chatting about Fun the Farm founder, Amber Singleton Riviera. Amber, you have some other ways that people can help you with this cause. Um, if, you know, we can all contribute money, but I think that, well, not everyone, but most people can contribute a small amount of $5, right? But but there may be something that our listeners can do, something further that our listeners can do. So tell us a little bit about how we can help spread the word. Sure. Um, Well, right now I am in the middle of trying to get any and every bit of promotion that we can for this project. So anyone, obviously, if you have a blog or a radio show or any other method for getting the word out, um, I'd be happy to, um, you know, take part in that. All you have to do is contact me. Um, The best way is by email, mail at funthefarm.com. Of course, tell everyone that you can about this project. We'd love to have anybody support on Twitter and Facebook uh, to help spread the word and get the word out about it. Um, you know, if you watch our video on the Indiegogo page or on our website, you'll see that I mentioned the, um, you know, over the holiday dinners, Thanksgiving and Christmas um, to tell your family. You know, when you think about, um, you know, turkey, to think about us and to think about the farm and just tell everyone there that if there's any way that they can help, every little bit helps. And um, I've just been amazed at the, the connections that have come about as a result of this project. And um, so really just getting the word out. And then, of course, if anyone can make a contribution to it, we'd love to have that support as well. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, there's something on your website about sponsor groups, which is uh, really, you know, I'm looking at this from a, a business perspective as well. You've put a lot of creativity in this um, and made it easy for people to contribute either money or um manpower or a spread the word kind of action. Tell us a little bit about your sponsor group idea. Uh, absolutely. Um, you know, I know that for some people they work better in, in, in the company of others and they just work better in in the group setting. Um, I've actually had some uh, individuals who have partnered up with their own teams and said, hey, like, let's figure out how we can make a difference for this. So I have folks who are trying to get, you know, corporate sponsors or in whatever way, uh, generate support, whether financial or otherwise, uh, in a group setting. So I'm happy and would love the support of individual groups. Um, you know, so say if you were a business owner, we could work out some kind of, um, you know, reward program for your particular group that, that really takes into consideration who you are and what would work for, for your audience. And then you could work together to try to raise a certain funding goal or um, contribute in some way, whether it's getting the word out or, you know, like I said, that's just as important to us right now as, as actually raising the funds. So, um, you know, so for example, with the, the sponsor group idea, um, youth groups is one thing that kind of came to mind when I set that out. Um, you know, I have uh, a nephew, for example, who's in Cub Scouts. And so he's, you know, constantly working with his Cub Scout group. And I said for, you know, for certain youth groups, they may love to get together and go around and maybe do a penny drive or a loose change drive in their neighborhoods or in their schools. And just kind of contribute as a group uh, to help fund the farm. So I'm very happy to work with different groups in, in helping to make that happen. And, you know, if there's some way that I can help you out, say, for example, creating some unique, unique reward where maybe you and your group get to come out to the farm in 2012, I'm happy to do that as well. And what a great experience for youth groups to do this as a little entrepreneurial venture of their own, you know, and uh, and to be able to be involved in something that is is so so giving. How much fun is that? Wow. So Amber, this is as you know the million dollar mindset, and we talk a lot about mindset, maintaining an attitude that that uh, brings things to fruition. How do you maintain a really positive attitude about this this uh, this undertaking of yours as I'm saying it's it's quite large um, there must be days that are more difficult than the others what kind of practices do you have that keeps you focused on the goal and feeling really positive about it absolutely uh, you know one thing that I've learned throughout this is you're going to come across all kinds you know when you especially when you take projects like this into consideration you really start to see people's true colors, the people that you think are going to come through, you know, for you. Um, maybe, you know, they don't come through in quite the way that you expected. And then people that you just never in a million years would have thought would have, you know, helped you out, go above and beyond. So you're surprised at every turn with how people react mm-hmm. to this. And you can't help but be, you know, discouraged sometimes with with um, maybe the lack of support that you get on certain days or maybe things aren't going exactly as you, you would hope. Um, or maybe you're just a little challenged or you see how big of an undertaking it is and you start to think, will this ever happen? Um, so the main things that I do first off is I don't listen to the naysayers. You know, if somebody sends me an email that I just think is, you know, callous or they just um, brush me off or whatever, I just, as, as heartless as it might sound, I just archive it and I don't even think about it anymore. Sometimes I don't even respond to it because I think I can't go down that path. I can't worry about the negativity right now. 
I have to focus on the positive. So I concentrate on the people who are lifting me up, who are supporting me, um, who are saying positive things. That's the direction I try to focus my attention. Um, and then every day, if I have to, I'll go back and watch the video that I created for this project mm-hmm. and just remind myself why it is that I'm doing this and, you know, why this is so important. And just remember that one person can make change and one person can have an influence. And, you know, it's not going to be an easy cakewalk, though. So you have to be willing to buckle down and do the work and just remember why you're doing it all and, and just keep going. Yeah. And projects like this, Amber, can can help to inspire others, too, which I think is just such an important part of, of what you're doing. So those are, are great words of wisdom that, you, that you've shared to focus on the positive and and to really keep your mind set in the direction of the I can do this. And it's important to others, again, taking it off of of yourself and uh, you know you, you you have me thinking about a conversation that I had yesterday with a little a 10 year old friend uh, who who was here helping me bake Christmas cookies and and she turns to me and she said Marla what is life purpose <laughs> And I thought, wow, who was expecting this from a 10-year-old? So we talked a little bit about life purpose, and then she proceeded to ask me what I thought her life purpose was and if she had one. And, and you know, I, one of the things that I said to her, and I'm interested to know whether or not you agree, is that most people don't really find their life purpose un, until they're a little bit older and they've had a lot of experiences in their life and been knocked down a few times, although I didn't share that part with her. What are your thoughts on that? Oh, definitely, definitely. I mean, I think, um, you know, it does take kind of getting to know yourself and being willing to go down that, that path and not worry about, um, you know, I guess the influences and letting people tell you where to go, you have to kind of figure that out for yourself. And it does take some time. And I think even as adults, I've had so many conversations here recently of people who get discouraged um, thinking, I don't know what that is. And I myself just a year or so ago had no idea what that meant, but I just had to kind of tune in to what that meant for me and to think about, you know, things that I knew very well about myself and, eventually you'll kind of figure it out, but it's not something that's easy, even as grownups, to figure out what it is that you're here for. So you just kind of have to listen to the little signals and, um, you know, be willing to, to have the nerve, I guess, to follow them, and even if, even if they don't make sense sometimes. Yeah, you really do. And uh, that's, I, I hope that, you know, she is a patient little girl because she walked away rather frustrated that we couldn't <laughs> discover her life purpose. So <laughs> it was just too cute. So, Amber, we have about three minutes left in the show. What more would you like to tell us and about Fun the Farm and, and leave us with? Well, I guess, um, you know, first off, just visit our website, check out what we're doing, fundthefarm.com, see, you know, how the project motivates you. If there's any way, connections that you can help, help, you know, direction that you can help make, um, you know, getting the word out about this project, starting your own sponsor group, making a contribution in some way, anything that you're motivated to do, um, I greatly appreciate any support that you can offer. You can find out about us at fundthefarm.com. That's our main website. Um, and I'll be posting updates about our events next year on that site as well. Um, and until the end of January, you can find, about, find out about us on the Indiegogo platform, which is indiegogo.com slash fundthefarm. So just check us out. Watch the video. See what we're all about, what it is that we're trying to do. And, um, you know, just find a way that 
that you can help, however you're motivated. Um, I'll take any little bit I can get. <laughs> and you've really put a lot of fabulous ideas out there as as well, Amber. So it shouldn't be hard for people to to figure it out and uh, and to get to that help you get to that next level. So um, you have been in your application process for about a year. How soon do you think it'll be before you can start welcoming um, kids, child, one child or more into your home? Well, I'm actually in the last couple of days. Um, you know, my paperwork is actually in the literally in the last few days of getting done. So as soon as that process is done, then I will begin contacting different states to see about particular children that I have an interest in adopting. Um, and as early as just a week or two, I could start meeting children. And hopefully, as late dated as it is, I doubt it'll be by Christmas, but hopefully by January, um, I'll be uh, meeting children and hopefully even have a child here soon. So uh, oh, that is very quick. That is so exciting, and I hope you'll keep me posted on on that uh, on that progress there because wow, that's just got to be so exciting. So yeah, Amber, definitely. thank you for being here with us today, and I just want to remind everyone to check out fundthefarm.com and go to indiegogo.com slash fund the farm and see what you can do to help out there because what an a, uh, incredible cause and what a novel idea and so we appreciate everything that you're doing Amber and I hope you'll you'll keep us posted as time goes on we'll have to do another show in about six months or so and, and see how it's going oh I'd love to I'd love to so I'll keep you posted all righty. Thank you, Amber. And I'd like to remind everyone here to uh, check out this week's ink again. Get some ink on ink by checking out ink.com slash author slash Marla Tabaka. Learn more about LinkedIn. And uh, there are some other stories there that you might enjoy about public speaking and uh, gift giving for uh, clients in this holiday season. So please check out ink.com. And you can find me as always at marla at marlatabaka.com. Don't forget that in February, I will be starting my next group coaching program for startups and entrepreneurs who are kind of stranded, just stranded in a space, and you can't seem to be moving your forward business at this, uh, moving your business forward at the pace that you'd like. So please contact me if you're interested in that at marla at marlatabaka.com. Now go do some Christmas shopping and have a great day. Thank you for being a part of the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka on Toginet. If you've always known there was more out there for you, but you just weren't sure how to get there,